hello, hello. It feels so good to be back to my podcast platform. This is Donna Marie Johnson, also known on most social media sites as Lead Like a Queen. And this is my podcast. I really appreciate you joining me for the Plant Your Seeds of Transformation podcast. One of the things that I really want you to know is my goal is to support small business leaders who want to serve selflessly. That's what I've been talking about for over a year now since I I published my book a couple of years ago. It's called Small Biz, Big Impact, but how? How Conscious Selfless Servants Impact the World. So you can learn more about the book at smallbizbigimpact.com. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to use this show today just to introduce uh, the restart of um, this podcast. Again, it's called the Plant Your Seeds of Transformation podcast by the Like a Queen. And I want to um, just kind of get restarted and let you know what to expect, set set up some expectations for good things to come, Okay. This podcast will be a mixture of new and archive content because I've been uh, doing podcasts since about 2010, and I've got a lot of content that's already a real blessing, and I want to make sure that you all get to hear some of those past podcasts in addition to new content. Um, It won't just be me all the time. Many of those archive podcasts are interviews. Because I'm in graduate school right now, I probably won't be doing any interviews until I'm graduated, which prayerfully will be by the end of summer 2021. Um, If I do, I will, of course, be more than happy to do so. If I do have the time to interview, I will be more than happy to share that with you all. Um, In the past, I've interviewed um, people who are people who are well known, um, such as you know, they've been on television and and uh, had best-selling uh, New York Times best-selling books. I've also interviewed people that are not as well-known. They're, they're moms who are building their own businesses and raising their families at the same time. Um, me personally, when I share my own personal journey, I have begun to become more transparent and more open. And I've gotten criticized um, on the sly. I've seen some folks posting some things that I I took as a response to my transparent sharing. But the reason why I'm sharing transparently is because not enough caregivers who are caregiving for their spouses are speaking out. That means that it leaves people like me who are new to the, well, I'm not new to being a spousal caregiver anymore, but when I was new, I couldn't find any support. It took me quite a while to find support. And um, the support I found still isn't adequate um, because the people who I've been um, getting support from, even though they're very knowledgeable about caregiving, their situations are totally different from mine. So just want to be another voice out there, lifting up words of encouragement and inspiration for those of you who are struggling out there to understand how to continue living Um, as a caregiver for the person that is the love of your life. And now things have drastically changed because when your spouse has changed physically, 
most of the time, there's also some types of cognitive or at least emotional emotional changes. And if you um, are also experiencing any relationship changes, I'm not saying problems, I'm saying changes, because of their changes and you don't have support, that's a very lonely place to be in. And it's very unhealthy to keep going with no support at all. So even if you don't ever go see a therapist, at least talk to God, at least get into a support group, at least read a book. Um, and I do want to write a book on this topic eventually, not quite ready for that yet. But when I do, of course, I'll let y'all know. But um, I am using this platform to share transparently about my own journey, not because I want to just be out there and be transparent and share all of my information. My goal is not to overshare. My goal is to share enough to keep you going forward. All right. So without further ado, let me introduce the topic that I'm going to be talking with you about today. Now, I've already written about this on the Medium blog that that I'm a writing on. It's called leadalikeaqueen.medium.com. Medium is a wonderful blog uh, platform with lots of different writers that write about all kinds of very interesting topics. Like I could just read through those articles for hours. And uh, so I have to be careful, manage my time. I use a timer on my on my watch to make sure that I don't get stuck on websites that I love. And not, and not finish other things that are important for me to do. So anyway, leadlikeaqueen.medium.com. I shared there about emerging from my COVID cave. Now, 2020, I know it sucked, okay? Everybody hated 2020. However, I have a lot to be grateful for for 2020, despite the challenges. So I'm not using my platform to complain about 2020. That's overrated. Complaining is overrated. I'm using my platform to just share about things that I, that ways I benefited from the challenges that I faced in 2020. Okay. So let me just start there. My goal for this year is to emerge from my COVID cave to restart 2021 with peace and focus. My goal for my, my word, my keyword for 2021 is focus. Apologize for the noise in the background. That is a garbage truck, I believe. So after I failed um, in 2020, after I failed to continue my sponsored events that the library usually would sponsor, um, I just kind of retreated into my cave and focused on taking care of myself and my family for the rest of the year. And I felt bad about that at first, but looking back on it, that was the best thing I could have done for could have done for myself because I needed to. I needed that time to reset and refocus. I really did need that. And I don't know about you. I hope that you know. For those of you who are listening, I hope you'll take the time to reach out to me and share your own journey with me. Share um, how what I'm sharing impacts you and helps you. And um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention the previous episode that I shared on this podcast. It was. It got into more detail about the journey of being a caregiver to your spouse. And it was very transparent. So if you know somebody or if you yourself are on that journey, please share that particular episode. I believe it will be a blessing to you. I pray that it will be a blessing to you. If you're a person who knows of resources to support 
spousal caregivers, please share that with me also. I'd love to share that with my audience so that people can get connected with supportive resources. On that note, in addition to 2020 giving me time to kind of step back and reset, it also helped me to see more ways that I needed to get support with my physical health, my mental health, my relationship health, my financial health, all kinds of ways that I needed to get additional support with continuing to improve. Not saying that everything was falling apart. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I needed to level up in some ways. And so it gave me the opportunity to get support so that I can continue moving forward, continue improving. I never stopped learning. In the areas that I was failing in, I improved. In areas I was already doing okay in, I improved. And I'm still improving. I still fail sometimes. I still mess up. I'm not perfect and I'm not trying to be perfect. That's a promise I made to myself and my family in 2020 is that I would let go of perfectionism. But that doesn't mean that I don't keep growing. It just means that I'm not having an unrealistic expectation of myself that everything's going to be absolutely perfect and done right this second. It takes time to grow because it takes time to learn. And some of that learning comes from failure too. And I embrace that now. I haven't always been able to honestly say that I can embrace failure. I am a very competitive, (laughs) driven person. And that was not something that I ever thought that I could say this, that I could embrace failure, that I could embrace a B. I'm used to getting A's, I'll be honest. I've been an honor student my whole life. I'm even an honor student in graduate school. If I get a B, I get upset. That's just who I am. And I've had to um, learn how to balance that. So for me personally, and I don't know what this might look like for you in your life, if you're a person who's also letting go of perfectionism, I don't know what that might look like for you, but I'd love to know. Feel free to share that with me. But for me, what this looks like is not only do I go after my goals, I first sit and get calm and I pray. And I acknowledge that God is my source and that he helps me and that even if I don't get that A, it's okay. I will learn from the mistakes I made that caused the lower grade and I'll do better the next time. Hey, it's pretty simple. But for me, that was hard to do. I just felt like I had to control everything. And so 2020 gave me time to just reset, to get past that Um, I believe that I've been working on letting go of perfectionism for probably over a decade. But until now, I I couldn't honestly say I really had let go of it. I just kept saying I would, but I didn't really. I didn't because I didn't know what that really looked like. And so I shared on my regular blog at LeadLikeAQueen.com. I shared more about that promise I made and my perfectionism journey, and also on my YouTube channel, Lead Like a Queen YouTube channel. I also shared my confessional, my perfectionism confessional. So if you'd like to go check those things out um, later, you can. So in in terms of this um, journey for 2021 to stay focused, um, I really believe that, you know, when you are, and, and Young folks, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I, and older people too, I believe that as you mature, as you get older, there are certain things that you will and won't tolerate, but there's also certain things you can and can't do. 
your your life stage your life stages really do change you from the inside out. It not it's not just a physical change. You don't just get gray hair. There are things inside your heart and your mind that change. And so one of the things I recognize with myself is that I was trained to multitask. I never liked multitasking. And when I was younger, I didn't have a choice. I had to multitask because that's what the job called for. At this stage of my life, I don't want to and I will not multitask unless it's totally a mundane set of things that I'm doing. So for instance, let's say that I'm uh, brushing my teeth and listening to a podcast. That I can do. Let's say that I'm sweeping the floor and listening to an audible book. That I can do. That multitasking I can do. But I will not force myself to try to be on a call with a potential client and read text messages from demanding family members at the same time. I refuse to do that. So I turn off my ringer. If I have to, I turn the phone completely off and I focus on that one phone call with that potential client. These are, um, and I know right now, a lot of people, especially those of us who are using Zoom for meetings while our family members are home, sometimes it feels like it's just not possible not to multitask. But I've seen so many, and really too many, of these videos of moms holding their babies, dads holding their puppies, while they're in business meetings, you cannot possibly really focus and really learn whatever it is you're trying to learn or really communicate whatever it is you're really trying to communicate with that much distraction. It's not fair to expect out of people. And honestly, I really hope that um, these companies that are forcing their employees to work from home will begin to come up with more innovative ways to make things work for these families, from, for these families, for these uh, parents. Um, and sometimes they're not parents. Sometimes they're children who are taking care of older adults that live in their home. So I really hope that uh, some of these employers will learn how to accommodate their work from home employees better because it's not fair to expect people to multitask like that. So anyway, like I said, I'm not willing to do it. I refuse to multitask in ways that are unhealthy for me, in ways that are unproductive for me, and in ways that may be even potentially damaging to me. Um, I'm just not going to do it anymore. So that's why my mantra for this year, 2021, is focus. All right. So in 2020, we, our family had a lot of unexpected and unpredictable changes. All of, the, all of the changes that I'm talking about that I'm referring to were collateral damage of the pandemic. And, you know, that happened to everybody. So I'm not trying to say I'm special. I know that happened to everybody. Um, so I made the choice to retreat and pull back into my cave and focus on myself and on my family. Um, one of the things we had to do, we had to move in the pandemic because a month after we renewed our lease, the landlord decided he was going to sell the house because he was scared of what the pandemic would do to the economy. Come on, really? But because he uh, was gracious to us about it, we were like, okay, no problem. So we went ahead and hurried up and found a place and moved. But we moved in the pandemic. It was scary, but we did it. We did it. And we live in a much nicer home. So, hey, it worked out. 
um, in terms of health for our family. Nobody got COVID, but we had, again, collateral damage of COVID um, that caused major um, health crisis for family members. So we had to deal with that. It was, it became, it went from being urgent to being an emergency because we didn't know what kind of resources to tap into. So over time, we were able to get the help we needed and the support we needed. I was able to get the support I needed. And I had to postpone my graduate classes. That was the main part of last year. That was really, really hard for me. But then it wasn't because my family comes first. And so um, I'm in my fourth year of a two-year program in graduate school because I've had to um, step back from classes when my husband left his job and became fully disabled. And then last year uh, when we had a major family health crisis that we had to address um, immediately. So that's okay. They are so worth it for me to step back and focus on helping them. I'm not complaining at all. And I'm so grateful that we've had this time. Two of our children just went away to college. And so honest truth, the pandemic gave us precious time with them. Um, very, very precious time with them. And now they're gone. And I'm so grateful that we had that time. So not complaining at all, not complaining at all. Now, I would really love to know, how about you? Did you retreat to regroup last year or this year? What are you doing to emerge from whatever trauma or crisis or challenges or unexpected changes that you've had to face or that your family has had to face? I'd love to know. Please let me know. Now, I wanted to also let you know on the Medium blog I told you about, leadlikeaqueen.medium.com, there's an article there that I wrote that, I'll just be honest, I was giving myself a high five as I read it. It was good. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this article so you can go check it out. Um, this article is called, it's entitled, Why You Need to Understand the Why of Your Behaviors. And um, a quote from that article is, what is even more important for this lasting behavior change to happen? More important than thoughts and actions? Question mark. Being deeply rooted or grounded spiritually is the key to lasting lifestyle changes. When you approach lifestyle change from a spiritual perspective, it turns into what you do flowing out of who you are. Oh my goodness, that spoke to me, my own writing. I had to go back and read it because I got to make sure that I am practicing what I preach. I don't want to ever, um, and as I've done in the past, I don't want to live a performance lifestyle. And um, I don't know about you, but a lot of, uh, pre I've heard a lot of preaching. I've seen a lot of folks preaching and teaching on this topic of being in bondage to your own performance. I've heard, I think I've heard athletes, I've heard actors, I've heard a lot of people address this topic of just being so driven and performance oriented. It basically becomes a form of self-abuse and that's what perfectionism can do to you. When you are full to the overflow, when you're able to really speak to people from your heart, from what flows out of your heart, and not just because you have some rote speech or some uh, prepared words or whatever you want to call it, or it's a script to say to somebody, but you're really speaking from your heart, that comes out of who you are. And there's no performance you can do. You can't fake that stuff. 
And um, so I suggest you read the article. I'm not going to go into it in any more detail. I just wanted to talk about the part that's relevant to what I'm saying today. Letting go of that perfectionism, focusing on building up who I am by building myself up spiritually, continuing to learn, study and read and listen and and journal. Um, there are a lot of different ways that I keep learning. Um, those are the things that help me to continue growing from the inside out so that when I speak to you, I'm speaking out of my heart and I'm not speaking um, just from some type of prepared uh, documentation from some type of script. Now, another article I wrote, and this was on my leadlikeaqueen.biz blog back in August of 2020. Um, I told you earlier that I wrote about my promise to my family and myself for 2020. One of the quotes from that blog article is, living from my core, I believe that the core of my being is to live each day with focused, positive love and grace-filled energy and gratefulness. My core's source is Christ Jesus himself. At my core, I'm in the center of God's will. And I believe that in times when I'm tempted to step outside of the core of who I am, that's usually when I am living in a place of fear and anxiety, anger, ungratefulness. And then I just want to space out and veg out um, and snap at other people. The great news is that these time, when I'm in those modes, when I get to those times, the great news is that Father God uses his Holy Spirit within my core to guide me gracefully and lovingly as I wake up, as if I'm waking up from a, a coma or being asleep, he guides me back to waking up and stepping back into being present to who I am at my core in him. From the moment that I make that new choice, I'm whole again and I can keep moving forward. So that way, you know, I don't stay focused on the past, but I keep moving forward. So focus is not just about focusing on what's in front of me. It's about focusing on um, who I am and letting everything flow out of who I am because who I am is at my core. I'm part of Father God through Jesus Christ. Now, for those of you who don't know about him, check out John 3.16, but I'm not going to get into a, a preaching mode. I just want to make sure you understand where I'm coming from, it's from a spiritual place. I'm not talking from a religious place, but from a spiritual place. The Bible says that the true worshipers of God worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not just lip service. This is something from your core because it's a, based on a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The Holy Bible says that Jesus has reconnected human beings back to God, but only if you believe and nobody can make you believe. You have to come to that for yourself. So that's why I say go read the Bible for yourself. Now, as I'm super focused for 2021 um, on restarting up this year safely and healthily and with harmony between all the different parts of my life, um, it helps me to maintain that peace that I was talking about earlier um, when I just stay focused and stop thinking about the past and harping on the past and being ungrateful. That's why I've really started limiting the news. I, I mean, I could not 
not watch the news in the month of January. I just had to watch the news. But now I'm not watching the news as much. I try to get quick tidbits, you know, on a on a daily or, um, you know, at least three or four times a week. Um, I try to get tidbits of the news so that I keep pace with what's going on. But continuing to listen to the same drama over and over and over about what happened in January, what happened, you know, with the election, all of those things. I don't need to keep my mind focused on those things. I need to keep my mind focused on the peace that I gained while I was in that cave during last year. I'm confident and I'm determined that as I follow my own advice from those article excerpts I read to you, that I can keep getting better and I can keep learning from my mistakes and I can keep letting go of the past and I can keep moving forward. It's a constant daily process. I'm not saying that I've arrived with any of this. I'm saying I know that I can just take each step, focus on that one step, this moment, the next step, the next moment, and I can just keep moving forward step by step, day by day, moment to moment to moment. Now, um, I just want to say this. I'm really grateful that my family and my friends have stayed healthy and, and safe. Um, I know this is, as they people keep saying, this unprecedented time has been tough on everybody in many different ways, financially, healthily, mentally, in so many different ways. Despite all of that, God still loves us and he is still looking out for us. I really believe that no matter who you are, I believe God loves you because the Bible does say that God sent Jesus for everybody in John 3, 16. Um, So with that in mind, this is one of my favorite sayings that really encompasses, it really embodies what hope really means. The sun is still shining above the clouds. Emerge from your cave. It's going to be all right. I hope you'll send me your comments or messages. You can go to leaklikeaqueen.biz to leave comments there. And I actually do read my emails that come through my website. That's probably the best way to contact me as long as you're not sending me spam. You can also reach out to me through my DMs on Instagram. Again, my username on most social sites is lead like a queen. So at lead like a queen on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and um, on LinkedIn. If you love using LinkedIn and connecting with people on LinkedIn, it's just linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Donna Marie Johnson. All right. I, that's a wrap for today. I really hope that this has been a blessing to those of you who are like me, seeking to keep moving forward with focus as you seek to serve selflessly and also build up your business. All right, God bless you. And I hope that you will share this with your friends and definitely check out Anchor.fm for your own podcasting needs. Thank you.